Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. com slash J-O-Y. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Uh, this, the team right now is not playing with the same personality uh, as our past teams the last four years. And... Um, we got to get a lot better. I think we play three games in the next 20 days. And, uh, you know, rotations, um, roles, all those things are, are you know, <laughs> there's going to be some changes. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's a wide open Wednesday, folks. About to be joined by Pat Bradley here in just a second. But, you know, we're talking about the Razorback football schedule, the SEC schedule that gets officially released tonight. And uh, I knew of some of the games, but I, I probably should have known this, and sure it's been leaked for a while. But there's another game that I missed that Arkansas, at least the date of this game, has officially been released for Arkansas. The Ole Miss game between the Razorbacks and the Rebels. That game is officially scheduled for Saturday, November 2nd. So that's a home game, by the way. So right as of right now... We have UAPB, first game of the season here in Little Rock. You go to Oklahoma State in Stillwater the next week, and then UAB the next week uh, at home in Fayetteville. Now, there's no game for the 21st, but the 28th, you have Texas A&M. And then month of October is blank. <laughs> then, <you> after that, <laughs> then after that, you have Ole Miss at home on the 2nd of November, Texas at home the 16th of November, Louisiana Tech at home the 23rd of November, and which will undoubtedly be Missouri on the road. No, I guess that would be November 29th uh, if they do it on Black Friday. So that is at least what we know, but we're missing the final uh, or the second to last week in September and the entire month of October as far as games for Arkansas this year. Yeah, should be interesting tonight whenever the full schedule is actually released. Yeah, again, I'm sure everybody will love it and have no complaints whatsoever. I'm sure that'll happen. But uh, we're going to talk about that and a lot more, I am sure, as we go ahead and welcome in Pat Bradley, friend of the show. Always great to catch up with PB about everything happening in the sports world. What's going on, PB? How you doing? Oh, doing good. What's, uh, what's the word? Football season already? Yeah. yeah, we yeah we bypassed basketball for 2023 and already in the football. And the schedule's coming out. It's getting real heated now with all transfers. That's the big part of creating rivalries. Is um, you know that's one of the things is always felt regionally is is big, but you got to have some kind of history with the team, and whether that is maybe a, a coach going from one school to the other, or in this case, it's going to be players moving around. It's going to really feed into uh, a lot of the passion and rivalry of these uh, of these matchups moving forward. Because yep. it's not going to stop anytime soon. No, no, not at all, PB. And I, I keep thinking about it. We, we talk basketball with you all the time and how, you know, transfers and everything had an impact on basketball probably more so than any other sport. 
But the way it gets more and more in football, it's almost like when this schedule comes out tonight and just looking at Arkansas, you know, before in previous years, you could probably be like, okay, well, we know what this team looks like and how who they have back and where they may be. But when this schedule comes out, it's like, man, everything that we may know about every team in the SEC could be completely and totally different by the time those games actually get played just because of all the chaos and the madness and the transfer portal and IL and everything where there's no no having some educated guesses. It's just, hey, this is the schedule. We're going to have to wait a long time before we even know what these teams look like. Yeah, and, and it's going to be an issue with continuity when, when they do start playing games, uh, whether it's because the most coveted players in the portal are obviously the most, you could argue, the most important. You know, Obviously, you want to have a good quarterback, Offensive line, although I don't know what the numbers. I would, I'd be curious to see what the highest position or the most uh, the position that most commonly transfers. Would that be running back, quarterback, wide receiver, defensive back? Um, I wonder if somebody has a list of that because you know, there are certain things you have to have continuity with. I, I'd imagine, you know, obviously the offensive line or how the quarterback plays with the offensive line. There's so many things. And, yes, it could happen where, you know, you have a guy going one year and it's a uh, success. Um, but I just feel like the more common it becomes, then it's going to take a few football games to maybe find that continuity between uh, first-year guys. It would also be interesting, PB, to, to break it down, not only by position, but offense-defense. Like, do more offensive players yeah. get in the portal or more defensive players? Yeah, you probably would think more offensive players would be the ones getting in the portal. Yeah, that's a good point. That's, um, that, that, is, that is something, you know, I guess it would just be interesting. I don't know how, you know, how much schools or coaches can – can take from that information, but it would certainly be interesting to see those numbers and um, and and who is transferring more, which side of the ball, what position, and all that. And and like I said, maybe maybe that's valuable information. And everybody's kind of still figuring out um, how to do it all. I think you know, fortunately, on you know on the hoop side, Coach Musk was was ahead of the curve with transfers years ago when he was at Nevada. So, um, you know, he didn't have to get acclimated in the last couple of seasons like, like a lot of the coaches did. Now, he doesn't mean he doesn't suffer from the same thing of the continuity and it takes them, you know, the non-conference usually to find the right mix. And, you know, that's going to make for interesting football in September. I, I, you know, it's like you, you probably – are going to want to uh, schedule your Power Five non-conference games <laughs> at least, you know, in the month of October. I don't know if you want to come out of the gate having to play, um, you know, another top school from another conference because there's going to be a big learning curve for both teams. But you know, you just I wonder if coaches will want to take that chance. Speaking with Pat Bradley here on Out of Bounds and, and PB, uh, just uh, knowing that with basketball this past weekend did not go well for the Razorbacks against Oklahoma, but they're looking to turn the page, get back on track as they have a week between games as have Lipscomb happening uh, this weekend in North Little Rock at Simmons Bank Arena. We know that game is always special and it's going to be a great crowd, but uh, just what do you make of uh, the Razorbacks trying to bounce back and some things that they got to start really focusing on if they want to right this ship because six and four in the first ten games is not what anybody expected. Yeah, and there's a few things. You know, first of all, Oklahoma, they you know, their AP I think they're top did they come in the top fifteen in the latest poll, I think. They're an undefeated team. So they're they're a good team. Well balanced obviously defensively. They're a good team. And when you look at so it's 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 a it's a strange sort of collection of numbers with the Hogs, because they're top five in the SEC in scoring. However, they're only averaging 11 team assists a game. That's like 12 or 13 in the league. To give you an example, Kentucky's averaging 20. Hogs are averaging only 11 assists, but they're top five in scoring in the league. Now, 
that tells you that obviously we have guys. We, we know we have offensive talent. And just by watching, you can just see that there is, at times, guys dribbling too much, uh, not working with each other. And But you say, wow, they're scoring 81 points a game. Yeah, that's true. But I think sometimes the shots they get, they're giving up 82 points a game on the other end. So I must, you know, coach is going to have to figure out or maybe sit down and have a talk with these guys. Like, if, if you want to play offense like that, then we've got to come on the other end and, and defend a lot better. Now, we're number one in the SEC in block shots per game. That's good. But when you look at the assists and helping each other, it, it's just not there. The positive side of it, though, is, again, the Hogs are number one in free throw attempts in the league. And, and, you know, we're only averaging a little, you know, six made threes a game, which going into the season, we thought we'd be, uh, um, I guess, a higher volume making three, uh, three point shooting team because not shooting, but I think they're middle of the pack in terms of percentage wise. So it's, again, it's a strange team because you watch them early in the season and it must have been the first game I saw them play. I was so impressed with how well they looked like they played together. It looked like they've been together for four years. Moving, everybody knew where each other was. The ball got to where it needed to be. Um, so they they have it in them. It's um, it's just, you know, Coach Musk is going to have to figure out. I think he had, he had said it. I just got to kind of figure out who it is that's going to do what we need to get done. And that's on the defensive end. Um. I think they allow the offense to, to do what they want. You know, if a guy wants to dribble right past them, they do it. If a guy wants to come off the screen, they allow him to do it. There really doesn't seem like much resistance there. So there's a little bit on both sides of the basketball. There's, you know what I'm saying? There's, there's those improvements that can be made on both sides of the basketball. Um, we're not too far off. We've seen, you know, when we play well, that we can uh, certainly compete. And Duke's not the top five team that everyone thought they were going to be, which is fine, though, because they still come up with the victory. So um, I just see a little bit of on each each side of the basketball, and it's almost a Jekyll and Hyde team at times with how they play offense and defense. Now, Muss has tried to, and he's you know specified on this, where he's tried to hammer it home before about making so many passes per game. And with his team in particular, yeah. is it – something that could be coincidental where they're just not making the shots. I think he's mentioned something like that with Layden Blocker specifically, like Layden Blocker is trying to make the pass but and, and get the assist, but the assist numbers aren't up because they aren't making the shots. And then you have to find that, that healthy balance because you could you know play unselfish and get to the point where you're making too many passes and you're passing up open shots and better opportunities because saw a situation like this with the end season tournament, the championship game, the Lakers and the Pacers, mm-hmm. the Lakers controlled it. And we know that the Pacers play a certain style and it was almost like they passed the ball too much and they would pass the ball and not be able to make the shots based off the passes that they made. Right. Right. And, and that is, I, I think with, you know, specifically the hogs, they've got, you, know, you bring in what three you know, guys that previously led their team in scoring 17, 18 points a game. Um, you know, they're ball-dominant guys. And and actually, there's probably four guys. Tremont Mark, and, and I don't know, I mean, he may average like 13, 14, but obviously he's got a scorer's mentality. L. Ellis, Caleb, uh, Caleb Battle, and uh, Davenport. You know, those guys are sort of catch-and-look-to-score look kind of guys. So you do need, do I feel like you need a floor general out there, for, for lack of a better term? Um, and maybe Layden Blocker could be that guy. Cause they, you know, I like Ellis. I just think he's, he's got that scorer's mentality first. So it becomes now, you know, do I have to do it? Or, you know, do am I making the extra pass? Or So I think... All those things come into play. 
where, but I do see the fact that um, they tend to get in over dribble mode. Where you know, I'm not saying they're, and that's the thing. I don't think they're selfish players. I just think that's probably the first natural thing that that they have been doing most of their basketball careers because they, you know, each one of them has had a big game. You know, the Caleb Battle, he comes off the bench and, you know, you know he's, all right, I'm going to come in trying to get some buckets, which is great. You know, I don't think they're, they're unselfish. I mean, I don't think they're selfish. I just think they're trying to figure out how to play with other really good scorers. Speaking with Pat Bradley here on Out of Bounds, and, you know, PB, I'm curious because it's always just the assumption, well, Muscle figure it out, and, and they may. And they, he's a great coach. He's been around for a long time. But I've always found it fascinating how it seems like in the three years under Muss, the team gelled and clicked at always different times. Uh, sometime, in the first year that they went to the Elite Eight, they seemed to gel pretty early. They, I know they had a little bit of a struggle there at the beginning of the SEC play, but then they rattled off nine straight wins in SEC play and finished strong. Yeah. Then in the next year, uh, start off really rough in the SEC, but then got it going. Last year, even I think it was like Kansas is when they figured it out. But w- when you see all that, uh, how what's kind of the key ingredient as a team to gel together, and why is it depending on the timing of it all? Like, is there any sort of method to that madness? Well, the first thing I would say is the schedule, and so you take you could take a um, you know a team that. Let's just say in the non-conference, their schedule lines up really well. And you know, there's a couple of SEC, you know, Ole Miss undefeated, and they've had a really good win against Memphis. I think they might have even beat NC State to get the Wells. Um, and I think there were times where you look at our SEC schedule. I don't know if you guys got it up there, but you know, you're going to run into because there is, you know, Vanderbilt is the only team that is like a huge question mark right now. South Carolina, okay, they got one loss. South Carolina, they're picked last. They're not an easy out. They get a heck. They, they get a kid right now that is he's got a five to one assist to turnover ratio, forty five assists and only nine turnovers. So, you know, you look at start looking at the schedule, and you know the first four key games, you know, line up. You know that that's part of the issue. It's how your schedule falls. And, you know, you may get, you know, a few, two, three games at home in a row. Bang, you knock out those three in a row. Now you're on a roll. Squeeze one out on, on, you know, on the road. So I think the schedule is a big part of, um, you know, what we see in terms of what we would perceive as a team going through a losing streak. Sometimes it's just, well, we're playing at Tennessee at Alabama, and at A&M. There's probably not too many teams in the country that are going to come out of there with, you know, three out of three or even two out of three. So, um, and then just, I think, the sheer, you know, the more minutes you play, I think it does become a lot more clear who plays better with each other, who's going to be coachable, who's going to do what you ask them to do, things like that, you know, who you can trust. To, to make the right pass, make the right shot, trust defensively. Is this kid going to, you know, if there's a loose ball, you know, under three minutes, is this kid going to get it or is he not? You know, that's how you earn minutes. I mean, it's not always about making shots. You know, it, it does, I think, come down to um, if you trust the guy to you know, get that tough rebound if you're a big man or make the right pass or get a loose ball, those types of things. And it just takes time. Again, going back to transfer portal, you really get to know them as you go each day. Because I don't know, what do we have? Maybe three guys that, you know, really have ever gone through um, the schedule with Coach Moss. Who is it? Makai, Jalen, Trevin, and Devo? I guess four guys. Oh, opinion, five. So... You know, they're all very important positions trying to get to know each other quickly. PB, going to throw a name at you, see if you know who this is. Sean Stellato of Salem, Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah, he's been all the rage. He's been all the rage with his gold chain and his, and his hat, his derby hat. Um, 
the, it's interesting about him, obviously, Tommy DeVito, uh, Tommy Cut, uh, Cutlet DeVito, his uh, agent from Salem. So this, Sean Stiletto, was a high school quarterback. And he was and, on the uh, basketball team that went undefeated in one state. So, so because of yeah. that, he's in the Salem High School Hall of Fame. He's in, uh, he was honored as Greater Boston's 10 Outstanding Young Leaders. He's also in the Massachusetts Italian-American Sports Hall of Fame. And soon to go into the Italian-American Sports Hall of Fame, which is in <laughs> New York. So we were the same years in high school. And um, in Salem had, Scooney Penn was obviously, you know, a guy that I played AAU with. And we played in the Salem Summer League and we played Salem in the state tournament. Um, in 94. But what's interesting about the kid, the agent, is when he was a quarterback, they went all the way, lost in the state championship, but he wrote a book because at the time, there was a teacher's strike. And the head football coach said, well, he got permission that he could still coach the team to the teacher's strike, which kind of caused the big controversy. And uh, he said he wrote a screenplay for it, and he said he wants Tommy Cutlet DeVito to play him in the movie. Nice. That's awesome, PB. Yeah, that was a good Salem. That was a good Salem team. Well, well, hey, PB, we got to run, but as always, man, we appreciate you joining us. Have a great weekend, all right? We'll catch up with you next week. All right, boys, thank you. Thank you, msastore.com. All right, appreciate it. Again, it's Pat Bradley joining us here on Out of Bounds. Uh, we're going to get to uh, Razorback Ticket Giveaway. And i tell you what, since it's going to be trivia, go ahead and line up those phone lines. 501-661-1037. If you want a chance to win a pair of Razorback tickets to Arkansas and Lipscomb, call in. We'll have a chance to, or give you a chance to get a trivia question right for those tickets. Line them up, and we'll get to that on the other side of the break here on Out of Bounds. Get in the zone with Justin Acri and Wes Moore every day from 10 to 1. Live from the Oakwan Racing Casino Resort Studios on 103.7 The Buzz. Last night in college basketball, there were just two ranked teams in action and both won. First up, Tennessee took care of business, beating Georgia Southern 74-56. Then Duke beat Hofstra 89-68. Duke big man Kyle Filipowski had a near triple-double with 28 points, 12 rebounds, and 8 assists. Elsewhere, Arkansas Pine Bluff lost to South Florida 104-86. Tonight, Little Rock will host UT San Antonio at the Jack Stevens Center. Tip for that game is set for 6.30. It can be streamed on ESPN+. Radio coverage can be heard on 106.7 Buzz 2. And Arkansas State will hit the road to take on Louisville. Tip for that game is set for 7. Coverage is on the ACC Network. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Listen to The Zone every Tuesday for Clint Kong. Brought to you by Farm Brothers Flying Service. For the past decade, Farm Brothers Flying Service has been providing crop dusting services to the farmers in southeast Arkansas. And they can help you too. Call 870-263-1300. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. Christmas reminds us that in a night without light came the light. In a world without hope, hope was born. In the midst of despair... There was the singing of angels. They had but a star, but we have sunlight. The hopes and fears of all the years were pinned, whether the shepherds realized it or not, upon a little baby and a young mother's arms. That is where hope still lies. Wise men brought him gifts, but their gold, frankincense, and myrrh have long since turned to dust. It was the best they had, and they set precedent for our giving gifts. But they only gave gifts that perish. We have an opportunity to give a living sacrifice. If giving is the test of loving, then let us give the consecration of our lives. He himself has said, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man would lay down his life for his friends. It is the heart that is given with the gift that really makes the gift worth receiving. From your friends at Doublebees, Merry Christmas. The open road is calling, and no matter if it's the beach, mountains, or deep in the forest, All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros will have you ready to take on the unexpected. Need the perfect shotgun rider for your trip? Michelin's road-hugging tires have been the go-to brand for generations of adventure seekers and are sure to keep you on the road to greatness. Your next road trip is waiting. Visit in stores or online at allabouttireandbrake.com. Tire Pros, love the drive. 
Arkansas, the wait is over. Brewski's North is officially open for business in the Lakewood Village Shopping Center. Doors open at 11 a.m. with all of your pub grub favorites and happy hour drink specials. Come get your grub on with the all-new Smash Burger lineup, best wings in the city with 11 different sauces, or try the new additions to the menu like the spicy Asian chicken salad. Live music starts the weekend every Thursday with karaoke every Friday and Saturday. Brewski's North, you home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. With tens of thousands of satisfied patients across America, it's no surprise QC Kinetics gets five-star reviews. I'm feeling on top of the world because of QC Kinetics. I'm able to do the things that I wasn't able to do for a long time. I can recommend them highly. I would recommend QC to anybody. QC Kinetics has changed my life. I couldn't believe it. I honestly was skeptical, but the pain went from a 10 to a zero. Real people with real lasting relief from joint pain. QC Kinetics Regenerative Medicine is regenerating me. It was super successful and I recommend everyone seek out QC Kinetics as an alternative to surgery. This non-surgical approach is definitely the future. I tell as many people as possible. I am an ambassador. I love QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in advanced regenerative medicine. No drugs, no surgery. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. Want to voice your opinion so you don't have to hear the same terrible callers every day? Are you behind on your credit card bills? Good, pick up the phone and start dialing. Is your landlord ready to evict you? Good, pick up the phone and start dialing. Does your girlfriend think you're a worthless loser? Good, pick up the phone and start dialing. Then call or text 501-661-1037 to help the cause. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Y'all better put him in the Heisman. You better put him up there. I'm tired of him being number three, number four. We got that wood right here, baby. Somebody better look at this guy. He's the best football player in the country, and his name's not being mentioned. Lou Holtz, Mark May, number five. You better look at him a little closer. He's a football player. On 103.7 The Buzz. Bet Saracen is Arkansas's favorite sports betting app. Bet Saracen is as close to your cell phone. Just go to the App Store and download the Bet Saracen app or go to BetSaracen.com. Arkansas State taking on Northern Illinois on December 23rd. It is the Camellia Bowl. Arkansas State is favored by one and a half. The over-under is 53 and a half. Tonight, NBA, Lakers taking on the Spurs. It'll be your chance to see Victor Wembanyama. So it's a road game for the Lakers, but they are favored. They're favored by three. The over-under is 231. Also coming up on Thursday Night Football, you have the Chargers and Raiders. The Raiders are a three-point favorite. Over-under is 34. You can get any kind of wagering opportunities you want on Bet Saracen, all the bowl games, NBA, NFL, college basketball. It's all there. In-game prop bets, specials, double R props. They're all on Bet Saracen. For the most accurate and up-to-date sports wagering info, you need to be on the Bet Saracen app. It's simple. Just go to the App Store and download the Bet Saracen app or go to BetSaracen.com. Be sure to check out the video of How to Play featuring Jancy Sheets. It is out of bounds here on a wide open Wednesday. And as promised, we're going to be giving away a pair of Razorback tickets to the Lipscomb game on Saturday in North Little Rock at Simmons Bank Arena. And we're going to have a little fun with it with some trivia for uh, Razorback fans. This is kind of an obscure one, but I feel like if uh, you just uh, think about it really hard. And also, I'm going to give you a little bit of a leverage in the question itself so i'll give you a couple hints of uh what is not the answer because i think it's uh should be one that who knows maybe they'll get it right out of the bat so uh we'll have that as a lot of people just blew up the phone line these are hot commodity tickets and we have matthew and cersei who's going to be getting first crack at the question itself so matthew you ready you ready for this one yeah all right so here's your trivia question Arkansas and Lipscomb have only played each other twice before this season. In the first meeting, Arkansas won over Lipscomb 83-54 to in 2004, back in December of that year. There was a forward that led the team in rebounding, three-pointers made, and free throws in that game for Arkansas. Can you name who that player was? Um. 
2004? Yeah, 2004, man. Got to give me an answer here, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, all right. Sorry about, that, Sorry about Matthew. that, Matthew. Sorry about that. Okay, so just as promised, as we usually do, we'll give another hint. I can tell you it was not Ronnie Brewer, because that is probably an answer a lot of people are going to give. So it's not Ronnie Brewer. So let's have Brian and Benton give a crack at it. Brian, do you got an answer for us? Uh, was it Monica? No, it's a great guess. It's a great guess, but it is not Jonathan Monica. That brings back some memories. Spooky. Spooky from Smackover, right? Smackover, oh, yeah. Arkansas. Yeah, he had 16 points in that game. He did lead the team in scoring, but not in three-pointers made, free throws, and rebounding. It is a forward. How about Justin, who's in Benton? Justin, do you have an answer for us? Uh, was it Joe Johnson? No, no. It, it was a, a, little, a few years after Joe Johnson, but... Is a solid guess, Justin. But unfortunate for Justin, everybody's hitting Google right now. Mm-hmm. Next few people that call in, they will have that answer. That's the that's the pros and cons to it. Is that you can call in, be first, and get the first crack at it. But after that, uh, the question is asked, and people can start googling it. So yeah, again, folks, five zero one six six one one zero three seven. If you think you have an answer to our trivia question, you get a pair of tickets to the Razorback basketball game against Lipscomb. And uh, just to repeat the question for everybody. Arkansas beat Lipscomb in 2004, 83-54 in their first meeting. Arkansas had a player that led the team in three-pointers made, free throws made, and rebounding, and he was a forward on that team. Can you name who it was? Let's have Kyle and Litterock give it a shot. Kyle, you got an answer for us? Sonny Wayne. No, man, it's another great guess. Sonny Weems is not correct. He was not actually on this team. It was a Stan Heath coach team, and uh, they had a few players of note. There was a mixture of some Nolan Richardson players as well as some Stan Heath players. So pretty early in the process, let's try Justin and Benton and see if he has an answer. What you got, Justin? Did they say uh, Monica? Yeah, we already said Monica. It's not Pookie Monica. Do you got another guess? I'll get you one more. Uh, let me try uh, Ferguson? No, it's another great guess. Another great guess, but it's not Eric Ferguson. He's a forward. This player is a forward and was a forward for Arkansas, and I'll give you another hint. He only played two years at Arkansas. Only two seasons. And uh, he was a player that a lot of people will remember him because he had quite the name. How about Patrick in North Little Rock? Patrick, you got an answer for us. Olu. Boom. Boom. There it was. Olu Famutimi the was next, the correct answer. Yeah, the next clue was going to be he's from Canada. Yeah, yeah, from Canada. Uh, he was a player that was a five-star player coming out of high school. Necessarily didn't live up to the expectation, but still solid. He finished with 15 points, seven rebounds, made six free throws, three uh, three-pointers made, and also had two assists and two steals. So great performance out of him and great performance out of you, Patrick. Congratulations. We're going to put you on hold, and we're going to hit you up with a pair of Razorback basketball tickets as they take on Lipscomb and Simmons Bank. All right. Good deal. So we will uh, talk with uh, talk with Patrick here in a bit and get that all set up. But, yeah, I was looking back. I was surprised to see that these TU teams have only played each other twice because you think about how many times you have players – or teams that meet up in the non-conference slate and different uh, times. And there's been some teams that I feel like Arkansas played a whole lot more than others. Like when they played Gardner-Webb earlier this year, I felt like they've played Gardner-Webb so many times, but it ended up being like the only the third time that they faced off. But then UNC-Ashville, they faced off against each other like eight times. But I was looking back at these stat sheets when they first played. Man, you're talking about bringing back some memories. Uh, he had four players in double-digit points for Arkansas. Jonathan Monica led the way at 16 points. He had Olu Famutimi at 15, as well as Darian Towns at 15 points. He went 6-10. Ronnie Brewer had 13 points in this game. Eric Ferguson had eight points. Charles Thomas and Dontel Jefferson both had six points. Stephen Hill had two points. And how about this name of a blast from the past? Michael Jones. Not Matt Jones. Michael Jones had two points in this game. Other players that got minutes, Rashard Sullivan and Marcus Monk. That was quite the team and quite interesting there, too. And Doug Shiles was apparently uh, the one of the referee, the head official in that game, too. So shout-out to Hogstats.com. They always have a, great, a lot of great information there. 
and uh, some things that I don't even realize and don't even know about. But uh, the leading scorer, though, for Lipscomb that was really good was uh, James Poindexter. So anytime you got a name, a last name is Poindexter, you know they're going to be good. But, yeah, blast from the past there. Arkansas also played them back in 2020-2021, and Arkansas took care of business pretty handedly in this one, won 86-50. And in that particular game, Moses Moody led the way with 18 points, J.D. Note with 12, Vance Jackson with 10 points. Woof, buddy. Uh, scored a lot of points, but those are the only double-digit guys that were out there, too. But, uh, yeah, there's your trivia question. Now, if you did not win these tickets, if you did not win a pair of these tickets, that's okay because we will be giving away one final pair tomorrow on the show. Uh, We'll give you details as to how and what you need to do and everything. But if you did not win it this time around, uh, just tune back in here on Out of Bounds, and we'll give you one last chance to win another pair of tickets to the Arkansas Lipscomb game on Saturday. And here's the thing. I had somebody ask what the seats are, where the seats are at. First off, it doesn't matter. It's free. And second off, there's not a bad seat in Simmons Bank Arena. Like, so no matter where you sit, no matter where you're at, uh, it's going to be a, a great seat and a great time. So uh, be on the lookout for that. We'll make sure we get you those uh, coming in next time. Uh, also from our Gangster Museum of America and Hattery live fan feedback, and a few people chiming in, uh, about uh, stuff that we've been talking about. Like Ryan says, it's more of a Justin Step connection than anything when it comes to recruiting Rocket because he did it personally back when he was at Arkansas. Yeah, that's true, especially since Rocket was out of high school a wide receiver, as we know, and Justin Step was a wide receiver coach. He also went on to say, it's sad to see other SEC schools that are going out and proactively talking to other SEC starters, and we are sitting around not even in the same ballpark, and just taking D2 and non-Power 5 boys that Whoa. fall to us. Whoa. And we have slowly gotten worse every portal cycle. Since the portal started, we have gone the wrong way in the W column. Well, okay, Ryan. Yeah, not, not liking what the additions have been so far for Arkansas and out of the D2 in space and everything. So man. Sometimes you find those, those gems, uh, you know, like there's some unknown players out there that they haven't been come from another power five school, but they can play depending, you know, and regardless of what level it is of college football. But I mean, he is right. It does stand out when you see that you're getting players from other power five schools. And especially when they're the players that are coming from Alabama, Georgia, some of the the schools that are at the top of college football. Yeah, because what was it? uh, Was it Connor Schrader from Missouri? He was from a small school, wasn't he, when he came in? Oh, yeah. yeah. And obviously worked out great for him. So you can find those gems. not saying it's going to happen every time. But uh, I think there's also some truth to what he's saying, because if you think Arkansas's past few years, or just a couple years in the transfer portal, when they've gotten guys out of big-time Power 5 schools, those are usually the biggest contributors. Think about Drew Sanders and how big of a contributor he was. Uh, think about Landon Jackson, transferred out of LSU, coming in. Uh, I still really like Jaden Hazelwood as a uh, wide receiver. May not have been always uh, had the chances to play or be in the same fit that he liked, but uh, him. And then sometimes, Joe, you get guys that were started at Power 5 schools or big schools, transferred to some smaller schools, and then came in. Like a Matt Landers, started Georgia, went to, I believe it's Toledo, then came in. So sometimes it's just... A lot of different paths and journeys you can get these players out of. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And, right. and that's what makes it so interesting for Transfer Portal and just kind of uh, rebuilding that team overall when you get players through the portal. Oh, yeah. Makes it interesting, makes it fun, but it can make it frustrating if it's not going your way. Totally understand that. But so we got to take a break. When we come back, we get to your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. Hang tight. Ryan and Hot Springs will get to you on the other side of the break as well. More of your phone calls and text messages, 501-661-1037. And more Out of Bounds up next. Every day during Lowe's 25 Days of Deals. Save $100 on select master-built smokers for the grill enthusiast in your life. Plus, get up to 55% off select smart home gifts for everyone on your list. Order eligible in-stock items by 2 p.m. to get same-day delivery. Lowe's knows deals every day. Valve to 12:13. while supplies last. Selection varies by location. Delivery by 8 p.m. Subject to driver availability. Fees vary based on purchase. Additional terms apply. See Lowe's.com slash same-day delivery for details. We're going abroad for the first time in years. To Spain! 
So we started using Babbel. And started learning Spanish fast. With Babbel, you can start having conversations in another language in just three weeks. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. In just three weeks, we're starting to have conversations in Spanish. Gracias, Babbel. Babbel, language for life. Start learning a new language today at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Daisy, would you want to go to breakfast at the Boar's Nest on Saturday? Ennis, I'm busy from 9 to 10 a.m. Listening to Guatney Unplugged on the bus. I can't compete with Scott Romine. <laughs> Maybe some other time, sugar. Brett Michaels, Party Gras 2023. Saturday, December 30th, Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Event Center. From over 50 million albums sold comes the Poison Hits and Solo Hits Live. Brett Michaels, Party Gras 2023. Tickets on sale now at oaklawn.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Court TV's Chanley Painter checks in with Morning Mayhem, courtesy of the Gangster Museum of America in the Hattery of Hot Springs. The former Miss Arkansas will fill us in on the latest high-profile cases. Don't miss Chanley Painter with Morning Mayhem on 103.7 The Buzz. New Year's means new equipment for you and your loved ones from River Valley Tractors, your leading Kubota dealers in central Arkansas. Start your countdown at River Valley Tractor with big savings on Kubota compact tractors and implements built to last you through all your seasons. Ring in the new year with River Valley Tractor. In Bryant, Sherwood, Conway, Russellville, and Pine Bluff. Visit RiverValleyTractor.com today. Was the month of Christmas and the fat man had a bone to pick. A peculiar problem for old Saint Nick. All his elves had lost their ways because instead of toys, everyone wanted new Hyundais. Santa nearly went insane over the getaway sales event at Kris Kreme. But when he saw the SUVs of Hyundais, Santa declared, I too shall upgrade my sleigh. So if you hear a rumble in the night with a sleek new Hyundai in sight, just know it's Santa on his way in a new Palisade from Kris Kreme Hyundai. You've been putting back a few, and a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think of calling for a ride, but nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that could happen? You get pulled over, your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you total your car, you kill someone. The results of driving drunk are tragic. That's why law enforcement is out there looking for impaired drivers to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by the Arkansas Highway Safety Office. From all of us at MNB, we'd like to wish you and your family a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holiday Season. We know that some of the best times are spent during the holidays with family and friends, creating memories for many years to come. And we would like to say thank you to all of our customers who have supported us through the years and made us a part of your family. May your holidays be filled with joy and many blessings. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays from all of us at MNB. Member FD Equal housing lender. Unlike other shows, we don't talk over each other with old hee-haw jokes. This is bullcrap! Well, I ain't standing for this! We'll burn the so call or text to actually be heard on Out of Bounds at 501-661-1037. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. I gotta <clears throat> ask, because I've always wondered, why did that happen in Fayetteville, Arkansas? What what took you there? It's just visiting, so weird. It's visiting just, friends, uh, okay. but yeah, Dixon Street. Dixon Street. <laughs> yeah, Dixon yeah. Street was. Uh, it'll get you on one zero three seven. The buzz. <laughs> It's a wide open Wednesday here on Out of Bounds, and Max Prairie Wings in Stuttgart is the place for all of your hunting needs, and they have a big, important question for you. How many guns does a man need? Well, the answer is always just one more, and right now, Max Prairie Wings in Stuttgart is the place to go for just that one extra gun, and they're featuring up to $200 off select in-stock Browning shotguns and rifles, as well as a $75 rebate on a Beretta A300 Ultima and $150 rebates on the Beretta A400. Also, the Weatherby 18i Waterfowl 12-gauge Supermag 3.5 in Mossy Oak Bottomland is on sale right now at Max Prairie Wings for just $849.99. 
And if you're in the market for a handgun, Max carries a huge selection of all calibers. Like right now, the Stoger STR9 9mm automatic is just $249.99 after rebate. So you got to check out their entire gun selection as well as everything else that they have with your hunting needs, including a huge ammo sale that is going on right now. You can do that by either going to their store in Stuttgart or you can check them out online at maxpw.com. That's M-A-C-K-S-P-W.com. It's Max Prairie Wings. The hunt begins here. Again, it's Wide Open Wednesday here on Out of Bounds, and we'll have your Razor Hog update presented by True Service here in just a little bit. Uh, but let's get to uh, Ryan in Hot Springs, who's been patiently holding. What's up, Ryan? Oh, not a whole lot. That other Ryan, that uh, that text, man, that just kind of kind of flew all flew all over me because you got to have those kinds of players. Uh, I mean, it ain't, I mean, sometimes it's just a matter of. God decides to bless him a little later in life and some of these guys coming right out of high school, you know what I mean? I mean, hell, we just had a dead gum. Um, this makes me want to puke saying it, but a Missouri running back, I mean, that's all we had to hear the whole entire game. So he come from D2 and just ran all over us, like, you know, like like the old uh, famous uh, Nick Saban saying, I'll leave that to uh, your, uh, call it on your memory, but you know what I'm saying. But, mm-hmm. but we got to have those kinds of players is my point. Uh, if, if, even if nothing else, they're dead. Yeah. Uh, at positions that you need, you know. Well, and uh, Brian, Brian, real quick too, it's like you know. I think about a uh, guy, like, you know, I can't forget like a John Ridgeway, for instance. You know, he came from a small right. school, and he was a diamond in the rough. And uh, I still think that there's still some skill sets on these like wide receivers, for instance, that came from smaller schools. It, oh, it just, I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, I just think it's it'd be if you can have a balance, <laughs> you know, of getting some of those big time guys and. Uh, which they have some visits. I think it's a five-star cornerback that went to Georgia, a four-star linebacker that was from Georgia. You know, if you can just have a mix well, for everybody and be zero, if you zero in on a guy, go and get the guy is what it needs to happen. Well, and I, I'm pretty sure, uh, Sing- is it Singletary? He was a five-star out of Georgia last year, was he not? A former? Yeah. Uh, we, got a, we got a big-time uh, player out of Georgia last year that was a former five-star. So I, I, mean, I, I think it's just this, this season has this so dead gum. Uh, what's the word? I, aggravated with the way the season went. We, you know, we're just, you know, I, yeah. I think it's just got, got us in our fields about recruiting because recruiting's actually been pretty decent. I got to get that's for for Pittman and all his faults. He's done a good job recruiting. Uh, but that, that's my two cents. Just I also want to make that clear. That was not me that texted <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah, understandable. Uh, I hope y'all have. I hope y'all have a great day and go Hogs. I right, appreciate it, Ryan. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, I think that there's, you know, it, I don't know. It's also hard for me, for certain players, to be like, oh, well, this guy was a five-star out of high school, and he went to a school like Georgia, but he didn't play at all, so therefore he should be amazing. He might be. He might end up being great, but, you know, it's one of those deals where uh, guys who are really good that were playing at those places, well, if they weren't good enough to play at Georgia, are they good enough to play at Arkansas? Probably, but how good are they? Like, you know, what was it Latavius Brini? Remember him? He was like started on that George team that won the national championship, and he was okay. But you know, when he came to Arkansas, he didn't do really anything that set the world on fire. So it could be all over the place. But I did want to give a shout out to Bobby Joe on Southern Structural Solutions text line. It's a great text from him. He says my wife got me out of the portal as a D two, but he turned into a five star. So perfect. Appreciate that, Bobby Joe. I'm sure, you're not the only one that feels that way. <laughs> All right, so a few things happening in the Razorback side of things. So let's jump ahead and get into your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. Guys, I've got just one thing I want to say to you. Touchdown, Arkansas! Arkansas wins the national championship! The Arkansas Razorbacks have completed the dream season! On by 90! This is your Razor Hog Update on Out of Bounds, presented by True Service Community Federal Credit Union, where they offer new mortgage loans, refinancing, auto loans, and small business loans. Online at trueservice.net. All right, so for your Razor Hog updates, uh, here's an update for you out of the transfer portal, because it seems like it's each and every day. You got new and uh, interesting things. Some of them are great, some not so much. But either way, you got the newest offensive lineman to enter into the transfer portal from Arkansas. is a redshirt freshman, Joey Sua. He has entered into the portal and yesterday also had the decommitment of Gregory Ginross. I think that's how you say his name. He's a tight end Juco commit who just two weeks ago decided Arkansas was the place to go, but now he has opened back up 
is recruiting. So we'll uh, we'll see where he ends up. But Arkansas's definitely got a lot of depth there at tight end, and that's something that probably played a little bit of a factor into uh, what Arkansas was dealing with. But I still have uh, Xavion Sori, who is the Georgia linebacker transfer, that four-star player. I uh, really enjoyed his visit that happened with Arkansas here this week. So, uh, again, I, I, you know, when you talk to recruits and they take visits, at one time I just want to hear a recruit say, you know what, that, my visit sucked. That was terrible. Like, I did not like it. It was, it was they didn't have good food. Like, I just want to hear something. I, I just laugh. It's like, hey, they recap the visit. How was the visit? Oh, it was great. Felt great. Loved what they had. Like, yeah, well, I mean, I get what you try to say, but I just want to hear somebody just be honest. Be like, ah, man, they didn't, they, they didn't have as much money as this other place did. They weren't, <laughs> they, you know, they didn't have the good-looking girls like this other place did. So that's never going to happen, though. But maybe one day. But, yeah, that apparently uh, it went pretty well for that visit, and there'll be some other visits that'll be happening for the Razorbacks as the transfer portal season is in full swing. Uh, also, tonight is when the SEC schedule will be officially released for 2024. We know who Arkansas and everybody's playing. It's a matter of when they're playing them. And as of right now, we do have uh, at least an idea of some of the games for Arkansas in the SEC. Arkansas will be facing off against Texas A&M in September, on September 24th. And they will be facing off against Ole Miss on November 2nd. And they'll be facing off against Texas on November 16th. Those are the only games that we know as of right now from the SEC as far as dates go for Arkansas. But I'm just telling you, just to lessen the blow for those of you who have any sort of hope, you will be playing Missouri at the end of the year. So don't try to convince yourself otherwise. Don't try to get your hopes up. Don't say, oh, man, you know, Texas, Texas A&M, they're going to be playing, so maybe they'll give us LSU back. No. You're getting Missouri. Embrace it. Like it. Deal with it. It's going to happen, so don't expect anything otherwise. And I will gladly eat crow if I'm wrong, but <laughs> have a feeling that that's probably going to be the case. Because uh, that's another thing, too, with these new schedules. I know we won't know for the future years, but, you know, like the battle for the golden boot, it may not be every year, so I guess you know, it will be a yearly trophy. It'll make it even more important. Yeah. So, same thing with that, and, you know, will the battle line rivalry be uh, the yearly game? I feel like that's probably more likely than the LSU game. Oh, so. yeah. If they give you Missouri as a permanent opponent, then there it is. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, but, again, that we'll find out those types of schedules, I'm sure, later when they come up with the rotation, and especially doing away with divisions. So, it'll be a whole new ball game in SEC football, and we'll know a little bit more tonight. But there's your Razor Hog update presented by True Service coming up next. Chris Phillips of Spurs Up Show out of South Carolina will join us. Talk about the Rocket Sanders angle, as well as the Arkansas connection that people have had over there with South Carolina. We'll get to that in more in the third hour of Out of Bounds next. Stay with us. You know I wish that I had cookies, too. I wish that I had cookies, too. No better value for your buck. Corky's Barbecue. Give the gift that will last a lifetime this holiday season. You need to call QC Kinetics right now. If you or a loved one have knee pain, back pain, shoulder pain, and you just can't get rid of it, 